Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And, and Matt, we were really struggling to find a topic this week. There was almost nothing to, to bring I up. I know but... it. I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's been uh, quite, the, quite the week in football. And, and yeah, uh, we, 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 can, we can start anywhere you want, but plenty of places to choose from. Let's start with the end of the season. Uh, the college football playoff championship, Michigan handling the Huskies, but the final score, not indicative of the closeness of the game. Not really. No, no. Kind of, kind of reminded me of the game two years ago, Georgia and Alabama that like, you know, through, through three plus quarters, it was, it was a, you know, a game that felt like it was up in the air. Um, I mean, Washington had, uh, several possessions, you know, in the in the second half where they were down seven, and you know, one one big play, and it's a tie game. They weren't able to get that big play, uh, you know, and uh, that game two years ago was kind of that way, where like Georgia ended up winning by fifteen, I think, but it was close. I mean, they were down going to the fourth, um, mm-hmm. and and this one, Michigan led the whole way. They, you know, I heard Fowler say at the end of the game, he was right. You know, like Michigan had enough points to win this game after the first two drives. True. But it, it wasn't, you know, it was kind of a vintage Michigan Jim Harbaugh era win. That's kind of what they do. They get in front of you, and then they just kind of go to work with their defense, and they don't make mistakes, and then they they wear on you, and they get some points late, and all of a sudden, you know, it's a 21-point win, and, you know, they, they've done it a lot the last three years. It's the formula that works. Yeah, I, I think important here to commend Washington for the job they've for done. For sure. For sure, um, yeah. You know, they, like you said, they were a big play away, and they just never got it, and it, it, it was maybe a little bit of the magic running out, you know, not statistically not a bad game for Penix, but a, you know, sort of not great. pedestrian good quarterback yeah. game. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I mean, he was great against Texas. Um, and, and, you know, Michigan's defense is better than Texas. Michigan's defense, probably one of the best in the country. Um, they, they just, you know, uh, we've talked about this before. I'm not, I'm not an X's and O's guy. Uh, but you know, I, I've listened to people who are, and, you know, I've read people say like, it is, it's a, it's a very convoluted defense to see in college. You know, they're, they're asking their guys to do a lot of things that you do in the NFL, and that's, uh, you know, it's impressive. They do it, you know. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a struggle for Washington. They they had some momentum here and there, but they could never really get the big plays that they were so accustomed to and had so many against Texas. Um, but, yeah, totally. I mean, credit, credit goes to both teams. I mean, Washington had a great year. Uh, you know, I, you, you think about where these programs were in 2020 for Michigan and 2021 for Washington. Uh, you know, they were, they were in the depths. Washington was four and eight. Uh, their, their handpicked successor to Chris Peterson had ended in disaster. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, boy, they made the right hire with DeBoer and, and got a great, you know, transfer quarterback. And there was some talent there, obviously, you know, some mm-hmm. of that talent was still there and, and here they are two years later, you know, a win away from a national championship. Yeah, but but a heck of a job, um, a heck of a job for the whole coaching staff, and, and really to get out of the first round 
was sure. impressive. Sure, um, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it, it was a it was a great year for them. Um, you know, <laughs> you you watch Penix against Texas, and uh, it, you know, I read a lot of people say like, oh, you know, maybe he should have won the Heisman. I don't think so. And you know, I, I mean, selfishly, I would have loved him to win the Heisman over Jaden Daniels. But he, you know, if he doesn't get banged up in the second half of the year, maybe he does. He he wasn't that great in the second half of the season. He sure was against Texas. Yeah. The game against Michigan felt a little more like the second half of the year. You know, like it, it, it was fine, but it wasn't great. Um, but I give Michigan a ton of credit for that. Like that's a, it's a great defense. They, they pressure – they they play you know they're just they're just very sound they tackle well um, and again you know boy they, they get out in front of you you know fourteen three with the two big runs by Donovan Edwards and it's tough man it's it's tough to come back against them and uh, you know like again what a what a job uh, I mean a lot of people wanted Jim Harbaugh out mm-hmm. at the end of twenty twenty and all he did was you know dust himself off take a pay cut. Um, and you know, the next three years go 40 and three with three big 10 titles and three playoff appearances. And now a national title to cap it off pretty darn solid. Now I, I know that this is classic talking head question, but now that he's won, does he leave? Like, I sure think so. I, I really do. I, I mean, There's a lot of NFL openings, which we'll get is, to. There is, and we know he's been tempted by the NFL the last two years. We know that, you know, there's a lot of uh, brush fires around the program with the, you know, the suspension at the beginning of the year for the recruiting stuff, and then the suspension at the end of the season for the sign stealing. And, and Well, and uh, it, it doesn't it feel like an opportunity to replace a guy who laid the roadmap for getting out while the getting's good, Pete Carroll? Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, that's a thought. Uh, it would be quite funny um, if he did end up there, uh, you know, and I, I do wonder if he still has – I mean, most of the people are gone, but, you know, he didn't, he didn't leave San Francisco under the happiest of terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and would it be kind of fun for him to try to stick it to them twice a year and beat them in the division? Maybe, um, you know, I, I, I think LA and Vegas are certainly, you know, strong candidates for him. I mean, you know, like he, he started his coaching career with the Raiders when they were the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an assistant, you know, and, and that makes some sense. The chargers certainly have some pieces you'd like starting with the quarterback, you know, you think he might want to go somewhere where there's an established quarterback, uh, which Seahawks and Raiders probably don't fit that bill quite as much. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I do. I would be surprised if he's back at Michigan. Uh, I think it makes sense for him to, you know, keep that door open and and kind of see like, is there an NFL spot that I can have everything I want? That yeah. I can I can have you know whatever the checklist is for him, you know. If it checks all the boxes, I'm gone. I've accomplished everything I can accomplish. And if not, hey, I got I, I can land here. They'll give me huge money. I'm a conquering hero who just won a national title. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of a win-win for him ultimately, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, I agree. And the other thing is, much like with Nick Saban, who we can talk about 
if he goes to the sure. NFL for two years and it doesn't work, that he didn't come right back to college. He sure could. He sure could. And yeah. I, and and you know, I, I I don't know. I think I think it's the presumption that if he leaves, that Michigan will promote Sharon Moore because he handled himself very well. And you know, why upset the apple cart with an outside hire? Uh, and I think that's a smart move. That said, we've seen that move not work before. And, and you know, so, like, could you could you close your eyes and three years from now, four years from now, you know, Michigan has kind of spiraled. Uh, that hire didn't go well. Maybe they've even hired someone else, and that didn't go well. And, hey, want to come back and coach the alma mater again? We love you even more now because we've seen what it's like without you. I can see that. Yeah. Or, I mean, I or definitely he goes could. the Pat Riley route, and he's like, you know who's the right guy to replace me? Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. He's he's a he's a weird cat. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you see it in his interviews. You see it in how he, you know, how he manages things. But man, he's he's been successful everywhere he's gone. Um, you know. Obviously, this being the ultimate success, but, you know, four years in San Francisco, three NFC title games and a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, he took Stanford from the rubble and four years later had him 12-1 and one in, in the Orange Bowl. Uh, you know, so, uh, I mean, he knows what he's doing, obviously. He, he's, you know, I, I heard somebody say, and I, I mean, it's cliche, but I think it's true. Like, he's, he's just a leader. Like, he just, he's a leader. And that plays no matter where you are, no matter what you're coaching he seems to have a knack for it and and uh yeah i mean I, i'm i'm very glad that they won uh, i had nothing against washington but i just when when they beat alabama and then texas lost i thought man they're so close i want him to get that prize he got so close to the super bowl and and the constant like oh he's never actually won anything which is crap He's won a lot, but you know, to actually win the ultimate prize in your sport, I'm I'm glad he got it. Yeah. Um. Do you have other thoughts about the game itself? I, I mean, I think uh, kind of what what we already talked about. I mean, it just it was it was a it was kind of a classic Michigan performance. Like the way they started out, you know, you kind of thought like, "Well, is this going to be like Georgia TCU?" Where, you know, it's just like a blitz. But that's not really what they do. I've watched a lot of them the last three years. And they, you know, they'll get up by 10. And then a quarter later, it's still 10. It's like, man, why, why aren't you blowing them out? But it, but like a 10-point lead to them is blowing them out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then they just kind of wear on you. And that's uh, that's exactly what they did. So, you know, uh, I mean, just, just a cool... To me, you know, for Harbaugh, but also for so many of those players that came back that, you know, the disappointment of last year losing to TCU um, and, and you know, even the year before, you know, they were they were outclassed by Georgia. But, but you know, to get so close and to keep coming and keep coming. And um, I'm glad that they I'm glad they got there. I'm glad they won. I think it's going to look a lot different next year. Again, I think Harbaugh will leave. I think, you know. They're going to lose some. I mean, I would imagine McCarthy goes too. He hasn't said, but I don't know why he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Coram's gone. Uh, you know, but but man, what a run! Uh, that's that's the best thing I can say is like that. Those guys, Harbaugh and those players, you know, made it their mission that they were gonna they were gonna get Michigan back to the top, and they did. So good on them. Yeah. 
And now uh, they'll be conference rivals with Washington. So that's they fun. will rematch next year in Seattle. Yeah, uh, kind of wild. I mean, uh, you know, Michigan plays Texas next year too. As soon as they, as soon as they beat Alabama, like, well, we're going to get a rematch of, of whoever the national championship game is. They play Texas non-conference, but uh, yeah, yeah, playing playing in Washington next year in a Big Ten game, which is uh, kind of wild. We've talked uh, about it all year, and you know, we we're now entering that world of, you know, uh, these mega conferences and 12 team playoff and all this stuff. And I, I guess one more thing we got to adjust to is, is no more Nick Saban on the sideline for Alabama. Well, so let's talk about that. That's a excellent segue. Professional. I was going to say, I think it was pretty good, right? Yeah. 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 Smooth segue. Let's talk Saban. So 17 years, uh, half a dozen national titles, a love of oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the numbers are startling when you think about it. Like, 17 years, six titles, three other title game losses. I mean, that, that means that, you know, more than half of the years he coached there, he was playing in the national, played in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, aside from his first year, and I guess 2010, 2010 they went 9-3, and three, um, like, 15 of the 17 years they they went into the last regular season game of the season with a chance to win the national title you know yeah. I, I mean a couple of years they didn't make the playoff and you know they lost to auburn in 13 they lost to auburn in 19 you know but like man that's pretty darn amazing to, you know and granted it you know four teams had a chance and you know it's it's not necessarily an equal comparison to the past but nonetheless like to to make it that deep into almost every season you coached and have a chance to win the national title is, is pretty darn amazing. Well, you know, the numbers are startling. The number of NFL players he's churned out. Yeah. The, yeah. the way it just kind of went like a rocket, you know, like he came in, he inherited a program that was like, it was Alabama, but Alabama wasn't Alabama. And hadn't been for a bit. I mean, really, you know, like mm-hmm. Alabama was kind of, Maybe not, maybe not in the depths they are now, but it was kind of what Nebraska was feeling. Like, you know, well, yeah, it's Alabama, but how yeah. long? I mean, they won a title in the early 90s with Gene Stallings. Yeah. But it had been a while. You know, I mean, it had been a solid decade since Alabama really felt like a, a true national powerhouse. And, and yeah, I mean, by his second year, they went 12-0 and and lost in the SEC title game to Florida, that, that you know, unbelievably great Florida team. Yeah. That I, if I remember right, I think it was tied through three quarters, and and then you know Florida kind of hit the gas with Tebow and all those guys, and you know ended up going on and winning the title. But you know, yeah, I mean in year two they go from six and six, I think his first year, to twelve and zero, and then year three it was undefeated national champs, and yeah, they they never really slowed down after that. Yeah, and, and you know one of the things you talk about coaching trees. He, mm-hmm. he was, not only was he one of the bigger trunks in the coaching tree forest, but, yeah. you know, he was basically a coach rehab, you know. He was, he was. Sark, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiffin, I mean, Bill O'Brien, uh, you know. Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah. Um, I mean, Steve Sarkeesian, like, I, I mean, who would have, who would have imagined in, you know, what was it, October of 2015, when Sarkeesian gets fired at, at USC midseason, his second year, 
And the story comes uh, out that he was drunk on the sidelines. Exactly. You know that that what eight years later he'd be the head coach for a play, for a playoff team. That's pretty amazing. And and look, Steve Sarkeesian deserves the, the you know the first share of credit for that for doing what he needed to do to get his life in order. And you know, but yeah, I mean, Saban's the one who who brought him in and gave him a chance to kind of resurrect his coaching career. And yeah, did the same for Kiffin, who also, you know, got fired from USC at midseason, uh, very similarly. And now he's rolling along and, and, you know, building a nice thing at Ole Miss. And obviously Kirby Smart at, at Georgia, you know, coached under him for years and years. And now, you know, seems like the big dog, uh, no mm-hmm. pun intended there, you know, that, that you know, they're the, they're the program now. Um so yeah, I mean it's it's pretty impressive how many you know Jimbo Fisher coached under him, not at Alabama but at LSU. Um, you know, there's there's a lot. Yeah, you're right. I mean the tree goes far and wide. You know, even guys like Dan Lanning, uh, Norvell. You, you know, I mean there's a lot of reach uh, for for a ton of coaches that came in contact with him. Yeah, and he, you know he is a legend. He, the accolades, like you were saying, don't, you know, it's mind boggling what he accomplished. And, and it look. is, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to compare, I think, to like, you know, the Newt Rockneys and the, you know, Bear Bryant, uh, Bud Wilkinson and all, any Bear Bryant. Yeah. It's a different era. You know, it really is. But I, I think in the, in the modern era, the, you know, the, if you want to start with like the nineties, when we started having like the bull Alliance and the bull coalition and all that stuff, you know, when, with the national championship really kind of coalesced into the only thing that mattered. Um, I mean, it, it's inarguable. He's the best coach of that era. Yeah. You want to compare it to, you know, bear Bryant, uh, you know, Frank Leahy stuff. Like, I don't know, man, that's tough. John McKay, uh, who knows? It's a different world. They coached in a different world with no scholarship limits and things like that. But in, in today's game, uh, yeah. I mean, look, I was never a big fan of his. You know, I mean, you know, I, I rooted against him for many, many years. I softened in the last few years with Tua and going there and then Bryce Young and all that, and, you know. But, man, you can't you can't help but respect what he did and and also how he sort of reinvented himself midway through at Alabama. I mean, like that, that deserves a lot of attention too. Is like he, he didn't get stuck in his ways. The first half of his tenure, it was defense and running game. And, you know, if you could win 13 to 10, he, he loved it. And then he saw the game changing and he brought in guys like Kiffin and Mike Loxley and Sarkeesian and opened up the offense, started recruiting, you know, great quarterbacks and receivers and, and, you know, started winning games, you know, 45, 41. And that's, I mean, that's pretty impressive because a lot of coaches would have said, you know, my way works. Why would I change? Mm-hmm. He figured out he had to. Yeah. And, and he, he was throughout all of it, able to walk into the room and get the guy he wanted. Yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. he closed the deal. You There weren't a ton of stories of flips going against Not much, not much. No, no. I mean, yeah, he always (laughs) recruited well. I mean, I know that's one of the things that, that, you know, he has said in the past is like, you know, I'm, I I, I may, you know, I may not be a better coach than others, but, you know, I can recruit 
better than anybody, basically. You know, like if you want a great coach, there's a lot of people you could choose from. If you want a great recruiter, that's him. And, and you know, certainly, he, I mean, certainly it was both me because, you, you know, a lot of guys can get great talent. They can't always put it together. But, yeah, you mentioned the NFL players and, God, I mean, I, I think it's over 100 uh, you know, draft picks since he was there, well over a hundred might be, might be over 150, um, you know, uh, you know, stars at every position may not, you know, you pick a position group outside of kicker and punter, I suppose, where, you know, it's hard to produce, you know, that many NFL stars, uh, you know, I give you a dozen defensive backs, linebackers, defensive linemen, offensive linemen, receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty darn amazing. Uh, you know what he what he accomplished there. Well, and you just look around the league right now. You've got Jalen Hurts who couldn't hang on to the job, right? Who's in the NFL? Tua, mm-hmm. Tua. Mac Jones. Like those are and look, I know Mac Jones is not the be all end all, but those I mean, are, it was a and, struggle this and year. And it was Bryce, Bryce Young too, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know, at the start of the year, uh, you know, one eighth of the league starting quarterbacks were guys who, you know, played at Alabama under him. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty impressive, you know, and, and just the different styles, too. I mean, you know, Tua is in no way the same type of quarterback as Jalen Hurts, but they both had success there. And Mac Jones isn't the same type of quarterback as either one of them, but he had success there. Now they have Milrow, who, you know, was certainly kind of maybe is maybe somewhat similar to Hurts, you know, in the way he played. But, you know, the way they were able to adapt – to the strengths of their team. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, again, it, it's, it was begrudging respect for a while. It still sort of is. I, I still am, you know, not like a fan of Nick Saban's necessarily, but you, you, you just can't help but like realize the level of greatness that was there. And it'll, you know, it'll be weird uh, next year without him. And, you know, obviously now, just like we talked about Harbaugh, and you know, the attention turns to who gets that job. And mm-hmm. I guess Dan Lanning took himself out of the running today, um, which I kind of was glad to see. But you know, fascinating to see who who takes that job and what domino effect that leads to. You know, if they hire another head coach, who takes over for that? It, you know, like what, where it might lead. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you can look around names we talked about. I don't think Sark takes the job. I'd but, be surprised. Yeah. But I I could very easily see Lane Kiffin taking the job just based on his history. I could see Lane Kiffin taking it if it was offered. I, yeah. I, I'll say this. I don't think that they go for him just because I think Alabama is a place. I mean, we, we went there for a game. We saw it a little bit. and You see it, you know. They, they kind of hold themselves up as like, not only do they win, but they win with class. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're elitist. Yeah. And it may be a bunch of crap. I mean, it probably is. Uh, but I think that's the impression they want to give. And I don't know that Lane Kiffin is that guy. Lane Kiffin is the guy who beats you and then rubs your face in it. Well, uh, I mean, you know, and I don't, I don't know if that's going to fit what they're looking for. Well, then that leaves one other name, uh, which is Mike Norvell. It does. It does. And, yeah. uh, and I, you can kind of see, like, we went undefeated. We didn't get in. They mm-hmm. had a loss. They did get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's some, you know, clouds <laughs> with Florida State and the ACC. Mm-hmm. You know what? What happens there? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. 
I mean, he's he's you know he's been hitting the transfer market very hard, bringing in a lot of guys, including I think three from Alabama in the last few days, um, mm-hmm. which doesn't feel like a guy who's you know getting ready to pack up and leave. But uh, I mean, if the opportunity comes knocking, I, I think he's got to think about it. Yeah. Uh, as much as I love Florida State, the, the future is is a little cloudier there than it is at a place like Alabama. You know, where, you know, it's like, well, I, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have the opportunity to, you know, make the playoff every year now with the 12 team playoff. I mean, if you keep recruiting at the level that they've been, and uh, I mean, you know, Alabama, if there'd been a 12 team playoff the last, you know, 16 years, Alabama would have been in every single one. Yeah. So, you know, like it's, it's, man, it's a tough opportunity to pass up. I agree, and so I am. I'm curious if it'll be him. The other name I saw on ESPN's list was James Franklin. Wish boy, I don't see that. That does I saw not. That, ex- too. that does not excite me. If I'm an Alabama fan, that felt fan. like. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know who James Franklin's you know agent is. Maybe it's an agent that represents a lot of coaches. That almost felt like a favor to James Franklin's agent. Like, mm-hmm. hey, get my get my guy's name out there because. Uh, geez, uh, like unless they strike out with several choices above, I mean James Franklin has not shown the ability to get from you know top ten to fifteen to top five, yeah. and that's what they expect there. They expect top one, and and uh, man, I just you know saying nothing of the obvious uh, racial element too. Like let's not ignore the elephant in the room that. And again, no pun intended. I'm making a lot of in- indirect mascot puns that <laughs> Alabama fans may not be thrilled about a black head coach, like especially one that comes with a lack of resume. Yeah, I, I just you know I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it because I think it's fact. I don't see that as even a possible. I see them more likely hiring a you know a, an assistant coach, an up and coming assistant like Georgia did with Kirby Smart, than hiring James Franklin. Yeah. Now we haven't talked about one name that I mentioned. We talked about him in relation to the title game, and that's Kalen DeBoer. Yeah. Which you know has has I know been mentioned, and I mean I guess sort of similar to Norvell's. Like you know, uh, if you have that opportunity, it's tough to fault him, even though he's only been in Washington two years. That's a short time. Um, if but also no, fan, no no South ties for him at all. Yeah. He's a Midwestern guy who's coached at Fresno and Washington State, like or Washington, excuse me, Fresno State and Washington. Like that that'd be a little surprising if Alabama went that direction, I feel like. But if you're a Washington fan, I think you I mean, you're not ASU, right? You've, no, you've competed no. at a higher level. Sure. But it is kind of a I get it. You know, I think you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it'd be a, a a little bit of a kick in the butt, but at the same time, like, man, I, I don't know. If the opportunity came a calling for him, I I think I would understand it. Now, I, I'm not a Washington guy, you know, uh, die hard, but yeah, it's hard to it's hard for me to be like, you know, oh, you you know, you should stay in Washington. I mean, you know, it's gonna be a tough transition to a new conference. I think, I think for them, maybe a little tougher than Oregon, just because Oregon's got that, you know, that Nike money always backing them. 
mm-hmm. um, that it feels like they'll be able to get good players and good coaches. And, uh, you know, going into the Big Ten when you're in Seattle, like that, that's, it's a little bit of an awkward fit. Um, and so if you think like, hey, I can go to Alabama, tough to tough to argue. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I think they got to they got to move quick, I feel like, um, you know, uh, because I didn't I don't know if you knew this. I did not know this, that part of the transfer portal rules is that if there's a coaching change, it opens up for 30 days for that team. So so now, even though the windows closed, it's back open for Alabama players. Yeah. Well, and they also I saw lost one of their uh, top commits. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Who was already wavering. Yeah, you know he was already it, taking it creates, visits to other it, places apparently, but but yeah, I mean it creates a know, permission structure to go. It does, it does, yeah. So so yeah, I mean it, it's uh, you know obviously with the rules being what they are, I mean if everybody on Alabama's roster is essentially a free agent, I mean it's going to be just a feast. Like I'm sure every every elite place in the nation is looking and you know licking their chops at trying to poach guys from Alabama. So you got to feel like they want to make a move relatively quickly to try to stop the bleeding. If there is such, you know, there isn't yet, but it could, it could happen quick. And and to that, you know, to that end, it's also incumbent upon the teams like Florida state, like Washington to keep their guy, because that 30 day window, you get the Lincoln Riley effect and you just start pulling guys. They start going to, yeah, because if they leave, then their, their roster opens up. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the interesting thing. What I said about the domino effect is like, you know, I mean, if they, if Alabama would promote an assistant, well, then I guess it kind of, you know, slows down. But I don't, I don't see them having an assistant on staff that makes sense. I mean, Tommy Reese isn't ready for that job. No way. Uh, the defensive coordinator just announced his retirement a couple weeks or a couple days before Saban, and he's not a, you know, I mean, he's a he's a career defensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think they have a guy that's like, Oh, I mean, you know, if Saban had retired, what, seven, eight years ago, they could have just bumped up Kirby smart. They don't really yeah. have that now. So may I share one more thing? Sure. Greg Byrne has this great <laughs> run. I was, I was thinking about <laughs> you when this happened. I, I thought exactly that. <laughs> he has this great run, but why, you know, why stick around? Nate Oates hasn't been like terrible, hasn't been great. Yeah. Uh, you know, y- you've won a national title since you've been there. You're still young. You're still a hot commodity. Yeah. Why yeah. not come home to the Valley? <laughs> take the, take the Ray Ray pay. I, I mean, I love it. I love it. I, I I'm still not believing it. And I, I don't ultimately think you're believing it either. No. But I think you're you're you know, you're trying to speak it into existence and yeah. I respect the effort. I'll say that. Yeah. And I, I, I would love it if you end up being right. I mean look, I don't think that like if you're an athletic director, I think it's a dream scenario to hire yeah. the Alabama head football coach. Yeah. To hire yeah. the Duke basketball coach. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, right. it's a it's a pressure pack scenario, but it's also, you know, and, and you have to think he assumed that was gonna be in the future for him. I mean, he just went there a few years ago. Saban wasn't young then. You know, you have to think he probably has has had a list in mind in some ways. It, yeah. it would almost be 
poor on his part if he wasn't ready for this. Um, you know, so yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't see it happening, but you know, I, I guess you never know. I, I did, you know, when this news came out yesterday, I even thought like, well, you know, uh, does he think like, oh, Saban's leaving too? Yeah, maybe it's time for me to go. I doubt it. But hey, yeah. it's it's always possible until we hire someone else. I mean, look, I, I it's in flux, and that sure. The, sure. the chaos creates opportunity. Um, I, it feels like a major downshift to take it. But if you want the money, and you want to come back to the valley. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. yeah. No, I mean, I agree. We. You're right. The, the two things I suppose that make it a slim possibility is the pull of alma mater, if that matters to him. No idea if it does. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, yeah, you know, we have shown we will pay big for that role. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? And you don't even have to do that well. You know? No, you really don't. Hey, I mean, well would be an improvement. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, we could pay big for that role. If you clearly are doing a poor job. Yeah. We'll also make you tenured faculty somehow. Right, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll move you out of that role and then continue to pay you the same salary to, to not even do that job anymore. Yeah. So, win-win. Um, let's talk about some of the other changes um, this time at the professional level. Yeah. You know. A couple the, big ones this the last couple days. It, it Basically, if we find out after they're out of the playoffs, whenever that is, that Mike Tomlin's gone. Oh, I'm sorry, they didn't make the playoffs. No, they did. They did. No, you're right. Okay. What am, yeah. I'm looking, oh, I'm looking at something outdated. If, they're if, playing Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. If Tomlin is gone, uh, that that would complete the trifecta. But these are, you know, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, Super Bowl champion coaches. You know, yeah. Carroll, Long 10 years. 14 yeah. years, Belichick most of my life uh, yeah i mean i was thinking you know belichick's first year when he coached his first game for the patriots we were we were freshmen at south point mm-hmm. uh, you know so that that kind of puts it in perspective as to how long he was there um i mean i mean we talked about it with saban it's even more with him like it's hard to remember a time where he wasn't the Patriots coach. I do. I mean, I know you do too, because they played the Packers. I remember the Parcells years a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is harder to think of anybody, but you know, Bill Parcell or Bill Belichick and the new England Patriots. Um, and boy, I mean, I, I watched the, you know, little, it wasn't really a press conference, more of a couple of speeches and it's very clear. He's going to keep coaching. I mean, this is not being framed as a retirement at all. Uh, you know, Kraft even said, you know, we'll, we'll be rooting for him wherever he goes, except when he plays the Patriots. So, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he does somewhere else. You know, can he establish the same culture in another place at the age he is, um, you know, last four years haven't been that good. So I've read a lot of different takes today about like, well, you know, he's still a great game day coach. Like, is he? I mean, are we sure? He might be. Well, and but, he, is he going to take a job where he's not in control of personnel? Uh, and 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 yet, you know, his personnel record has been pretty spotty of late. That's and what so I'm if saying. you're a team, do you want to give him that power? I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, somebody's going to hire him because 
it's a big splash. The Raiders. I mean, it, the, the Raiders, I think, is a, certainly a possibility. The, the Commanders, I've, I've, you know, that's been speculated all year that the new owner is is in love with the idea of you know bringing Bill Belichick there. He's got roots, you know, from the Naval Academy. Makes a lot of sense. Um, the Falcons are getting a lot of play all of a sudden as as being a team that's hot for him, uh, which seems like a very awkward fit, but. Uh, who knows? Maybe that's what he wants. I don't know. Um, but he's going to coach again. And it, uh, yeah, I'm kind of fascinated to see, like, is it, is it, uh, you know, I'm thinking of player comparisons. Is it going to be, you know, Brady and the Bucks, or is it going to be, uh, you know, the old Johnny Unitas going to the Chargers or something like that? The where return it's like, of wow, Joe Gibbs. that did not work out. Joe Gibbs returning to the Redskins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, well, that, that, yeah. That wasn't the same. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it feels to me, and we talk about this, like, at a certain point, uh, it's going to pass you by. Yeah, and, it just, and I'm wondering if we're already at that point. And that's the thing, uh, is like, it, yeah. was he protected from being passed by by legacy, and that it's the Patriots... The Patriot way, and yeah, I mean, I kind of think, I kind of think there's that possibility that, you know, I mean, I agree with you totally. Like, I have thought that today in that, like, look, is he one of, if not the best coach in NFL history? Without question. His, his yeah. resume is incredible. Um, but that doesn't last forever. You know, no one is, no one is great forever. Athletes eventually, you know, age takes a toll. And yeah, I know well, coaches are well, different. Lombardi in Washington. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yes. Like I mean, it'll be know, and like, the thing is wherever he goes will be written out of his history. And that yes, you know Sure, sure. Huh? Unless he goes and wins another Super Bowl or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um I mean yeah, there's not much that is gonna damage like his legacy, as they like to say. Uh, we try. We always do that with player. Oh, he's going to ruin his legacy. Like, no, he's not. Uh, he's a six-time Super Bowl champion. You know, it, it's it's intact. Um, but yeah, I mean, God, like if he goes to Atlanta, and I know Atlanta's got some intriguing young pieces, and maybe it'll work great. But doesn't that feel like one of those that like it's going to last like two years? They'll have two losing seasons. Maybe one time they'll go like eight and nine. And then it'll be gone and it'll be like, wow, that didn't work out well at all. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm envisioning. That's what I'm envisioning too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if he goes to, I don't know about Washington. I'm so trained and I think most of us are to think like Washington's a disaster because they have been for the better part of the last 20 years with Dan Snyder. And they just traded away their entire defensive front. Right. But they, but they do have a new owner now, and and you know, so it's like, well, maybe maybe things can get going, you know, maybe it, you know, like it's a franchise that has illustrious history from the mm-hmm. '80s and '90s. It's been a long time, but they they've proven it can happen. Uh, there's some momentum toward a new stadium, not not yet, but there's there's at least some momentum towards feeling like it could happen. Maybe in, back in D.C. Um, you know, maybe that's a place that would work for him. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, the thing for me, I guess, is just this like presumption that like, well, wherever he goes, if he's just in charge of coaching, it's going to go great. Like, 
don't know, man. This is the same guy who trusted his offense to Matt Patricia last year. Like, yeah. Are we sure? <laughs> like, are we are we certain he still has his fastball? <clears throat> I'm not sure. Well, and I think that's what we're both getting at, which is like when you strip away the Patriot way and the mystique and the, you know, like what he's a 72 year old coach who hasn't been to the playoffs in a few years. Right. And one playoff appearance in the last four years and they lost the first game. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I can, I can look, you know, at my favorite basketball team and have the same questions. And I do have the same questions. Like, I, I mean, I love Greg Popovich always will. But is he still as good a coach as he used to be? I'm not sure that he is. The, the numbers would tell you he certainly is not. No. Now, he certainly doesn't have the talent he used to either. I realize that. But still, like, I don't I don't know. I mean, should Greg Popovich have had that job in perpetuity? I, I'm not sure that he should. I, you know, he's probably going to as long as he wants it because it's a different world there than it is the New England Patriots. But to yeah. me, there's a lot of similarities. Absolutely. And, and I think I mean, it, one of the things, though, is I'm not sure that I think the Belichick Brady thing showed you that Belichick's not like beloved by the players. Agreed. Agreed. But, yeah. but Pop is like. True. True. And, there, are, and, there are differences. I mean, yeah. no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. I mean, I, and I think that's sort of what Belichick wanted. Like he, he didn't want that. You know, he doesn't want to be beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I read that book by the dude at ESPN, Seth, Seth Wickersham, um, and it was really good, you know, talked about, you know, kind of the intersection of Kraft and Brady and Belichick and went through all their, you know, backgrounds and, and I, yeah, I mean, basically that's sort of one of the impressions I got was like, you know, Belichick didn't, didn't want that. Like he, yeah. he wanted to keep people at arm's length. Um, he wasn't the nasty guy that he sometimes presented to the media or all the time presented to the media. But yeah, I mean, he was he was very cutthroat. Like when when it was time to move on from you, it was time to move on. There was no emotion, sentimentality, yeah. any of that stuff. Um, and so yeah, I I agree with you. It is different. I mean, and obviously Popovich has you know garnered a lot of support for his you know social causes and all that stuff. And it, there are differences. Belichick's more no nonsense. It's all about football. That's it. Um, it's also a different market. You know, the, the Boston market and the San Antonio market and the way they're viewed, I think, are, are very big reasons why Popovich is not under any pressure whatsoever, even though he hasn't been out of the first round since 2017. Mm-hmm. And he certainly won't get there this year. Um, you know, so, yeah, that's another another story for another day. I suppose we could talk Popovich. Fair. But. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's interesting, and I mean, we haven't talked much Pete Carroll, but yeah, I mean, I, that was that was a bit of a surprise. I, I mean, a week ago, I would not have expected that. Well, he didn't. To he didn't want it after the last game. Yeah, he he was clear. He didn't want it. He, he didn't want it. No, coaching. no. I mean, so it, even though it's not being termed a firing, essentially it was a firing. Um, yeah. Well, and, he's moving to a front office advisory role, yeah. but not one that's going to help hire the successor. No, which means, you know, like, does he end up taking another job somewhere yeah. this year or next? Uh, I mean, he's old too. You know, I don't, the runway isn't that long for him to, to wait it out. 
but yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's done as a coach. Um, didn't sound like he wanted to be necessarily. So yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're right about Tomlin. Like there, there is that rumor that Tomlin may, you know, be done in Pittsburgh, not because they'll fire him, but because maybe it's just like, it's run its course. He needs yeah. to, he needs to recharge. Well, and I will, I will throw this out there to you uh, on a, on Pete Carroll of it all mm-hmm. with the way that college athletics is being revisited and the way money is and the way yeah. history keeps being rewritten with the Reggie Bush, with the whole yeah. of everything. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you rather take your cush job in LA than Seattle? Like wouldn't USC welcome him back now? The alumni, the boosters. You mean like as, as some sort of like, advisory type role not not as a coach not as a coach but if you're but that's what i'm saying is if you're not yeah. gonna be the coach yeah. in either sure in, sure in yeah. either respect yeah. I, mean, I mean if if we were three years ago or two i guess two years ago uh i would probably be uh thinking does he go back and coach usc they made the big hire with Lincoln Riley and yeah. spent a lot of money. And so I don't see that now, but yeah, I mean, could I see them embracing him and, you know, yeah, bring him on as a, as a, you know, athletic department <laughs> higher up, like kind of like what Frank Cush did at ASU. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. That you're, you're very right. I mean, the, the image of what transpired at USC is completely, changing with the way college sports are changing you know and now it's not you know i mean god there there isn't a week that goes by where you know it doesn't trend on you know twitter or something about you know give reggie back his heisman which Mm -hmm. i agree with they never should have taken it away as far as i'm concerned um but you know yeah the, the, the feeling is different they've you know they've had reggie bush back and sure i think that that makes a lot of sense if he wanted to go there well, it's just, it, it seems like he got ushered out of this, and he didn't want this. Sure. And it just makes me think, like, well, if that's where we're at, then why stay when there's why another stay? place that Which we're... I don't know that he will. I'm not sure I'm buying it. Like, it, it kind of seems like one of those, like, you know, oh, he's going to move into an advisory role, and he may stay until he gets a different offer. Yeah. And then say, well, all right, see you later. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a it's a crazy week. I mean, uh, like we talked about at the very start. But I mean, to have to have three coaches that are that long tenured, um, you know, all moving on for one reason or another, is kind of wild. And then all the other thing, you know, the Harbaugh rumors and who's going to take over in Alabama. Does that open other places? And it's like, man, it, it's it it's a little bit wild right now, and it might get wilder over the next two three weeks. Yeah. Well, look, we'll be back to talk about that. We'll talk about the NFL playoffs. Um, We are going to be on a bit of a hiatus, but by the time we get back to talking, there will be a lot of playoff games that are done. We'll be down to to four, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Conference championship week. So... You wanna you wanna give me any any quick picks for this week? You don't have to pick all six, but any any games you're feeling confident in one way or the other? Um, I think a lot of the home teams are gonna win. I, I think that the the Tampa game is not gonna be one of those. Yeah, um, I think Tampa's gonna win. Okay. 
I do. Philly's just reeling right now. I just think Philly is coming apart at the seams. So I, I'm not rooting for Tampa because, you know, I hate Baker Mayfield. But I think Tampa's going to win. And then, uh, you know, always always good if the Pack can get a win. Not confident that'll happen, but that, you know, that'd be nice. They did make it, though. I'm going to go back. We, we talked uh, sometime in early October, I think, and I said, you know, they could get a late wild card. And by God, they did exactly that. Well, I mean, it's a heck of a push that they it made. Is. And it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, good good finish to the season. And certainly, you know, man, such a such a young offensive core that, you know, you, you feel like the future's bright. I mean, uh, the receiver group, isn't it like entirely first and second year, guys? Yeah. The, the so, receiving core is all first and second year. The... Um, to two yeah. rookie tight ends. Yeah, you've got and, you two rookies. Well, and then you've got a couple other tight ends behind who are even, you know, like guys yeah. who've come in who are also not there. You got a rookie kicker. You got a rookie defensive. You know, right, and, right. And, and the quarterbacks in this first year. And I, yeah, to his credit, you know, Jordan Love rallied some of the some of the difficulties. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, finished, and, finished strong. Wound up with uh, yeah, thirty I mean, plus what? touchdown passes and yeah, six sixteen teenies, one pick in the last like seven eight games or something like that. I think I saw. Mm-hmm. So yeah, finished finished well and makes for an interesting like decision in the off season. Do they do they just you know keep the contract in place for this next year? I think they're going to pay out? him, or do they give him a big money deal? I think they're going to pay him. I think it's going to be. I think, so. I think it's going to be less than what we've you know seen i think it's still his first year you're not he's sure, not going to sure, get sure. the the big big money he should not get you know mahomes or josh allen topping money or anything like that yet but but yeah do they do they give him the you know 30 plus million a year deal i and i think they do i think i, I think that's what they are looking at and, and frankly when the rest of your team is young yeah, I think you can that's do it. What yeah. you do, yeah. and yeah, no, it's a it's a solid finish for them. I agree. I'm I'm interested in their. I mean, all the games are interesting. Obviously, there's only six, but uh, that that should be an interesting one. And and uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Rams to beat the Lions too. I think that's that's my. That would be a well, shocker. I'm gonna pick the Browns too. I think the Browns win, but I think if I'm picking road teams, I think Browns and Lions would be the team, or Browns and Rams. Excuse me. Stafford, Stafford loyalty getting mixed up, but uh, give me the Rams in that one. Yeah. Um, Not rooting against the Lions, but I just I think it'd be kind of kind of poetic if like their first home playoff game in thirty some years, the old quarterback comes back and beats him. Yeah. We uh, look. We'll be back. We'll talk about all that plus what happened the following week. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.